0: Welcome to Memorizing Scripture. My name is Gordon, and this week we are learning 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Let's go ahead and read it. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Okay, so we are learning this week the character of scripture, and I had mentioned before, and earlier this week in these podcasts, that I'm changing it up a little bit and using Wayne Grudem's systematic theology to help guide this conversation. And so you can read more there, or if you want to look at the character of scripture, um, there are a lot, I'm sure, of great articles or podcasts or things even better than this that you can pursue. But this is supposed to help just enlighten us a little bit with our memory verse. And so today we're gonna talk about the necessity of scripture and maybe answer the question, Is the Bible necessary to live? And it might seem like a no-brainer that, you know, of course we need the Bible to live. As Christians, we know that this is the Word of God. This is our foundation of how to live, and there's so much wonderful riches in the Word of God. But many people who claim to be Christians don't read the Bible. So then you wonder, okay, well, can you just live without the Bible? And, of course, you can argue, are those people really Christians or not? But let's just say that... That's a discussion for a different time, <laughs> but the reason for this, I think when people don't read the Bible is because you don't need to read the Bible to know that God exists. You can look around and you know something created this world. You're here and you came into this world and you didn't create anything, but you're a part of it and I, and Romans 119 through 21 helps under, us understand this a little bit better. It says, "For what can be known about God is plain to them. These are people who don't follow God. because God has shown it to them. for His invisible attributes, namely His internal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, in the things that have been made. so they are without excuse for they all, for although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to him but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened and so e- also e- <laughs> excuse me and so also evil men have considered that there is a god and they choose a life of wickedness over a life of devotion to god and so <clears throat> we can live in this world not read the bible and know that there's a creator out there but That also leads us to our next point. We don't need the Bible to know God's character or even know moral laws. Continuing in Romans 1.32, it says, Though they, the people who are not honoring God, Though they know God's righteous decrees, that those who practice such things deserve to die. The such things as in the sin. So again, though they know God's righteous decree, that those who practice such things deserve to die. They not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. So people know they're sinning. They know they're doing something wrong. And we know moral laws. And we have enough information out there that's outside of the Bible to know what's good for us and what's bad for us. But when it comes to sin, we know the things that we're doing wrong. There are college kids, cheer on college kids, getting drunk. There are people who are tempted into sexual activities, and they want to do those things. Or there's also people who are urging others to get revenge or justify for being wronged, and they approve them. And these people cheer on these sinful activities because in our hearts, we start with a sin nature. And here in the Bible, it says, we not only do them, but we give approval to others who practice them. And we know that sin leads to death. The wages of sin is death. So again, we ask that question that we asked at the beginning. Is the Bible necessary to live? And I say yes. Just because we know that God exists just like the demons do, doesn't mean everything's just fine and dandy. So the first thing that I want to mention is that we know that it's necessary to live because we know the gospel through the Bible. Without the Bible, we won't even know about Jesus. There's no way we would know the great love that Jesus demonstrated by going to the cross and dying for our sins and conquering death by rising from the grave, then through the Holy Scriptures. And that in itself gives life, it gives lots of life. And again, being in Romans, Romans 10, 13 through 17. You, this verse actually may be familiar to many of you, but it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him who they have never heard? How are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, the Lord who has believed what he has heard from us. Sorry. (laughs) For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And the words of Christ are found in scripture. It starts with scripture and nowhere else. This is how people come to know the gospel. We know what God says to us, and we say that to others, and God writes all that down in his gospel. First Timothy two, five and six says, for there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men. That man is Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. And so the Bible is necessary for salvation. It's necessary for us to know the gospel story. And even for the people who came before in the Old Testament, before Jesus came incarnate. Hebrews 11:13 says these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having them but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on this earth. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did not receive or see later on what was promised, but they were faithful to God, and they knew that earth was not their home. And so that's point one, is that we need the Bible to know the gospel, and yes, that's part of the question that is necessary to live. I mean, that could be the only answer, but here's two more for you. Another reason is maintaining a spiritual life. Jesus says in Matthew 4, 4, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that's pretty simple. Jesus saying is for us to live, to know, for, for us to truly live, to know every word that comes from God. That means all the scriptures from the beginning to the end. God's word brings life and peace and joy and freedom into our lives. And another part is to know God's will. If there was no scripture, we cannot agree on what God's will was. Isn't that right? There would be more church denomination division than there already is. And so we we read scripture to know what God's will is and to understand our purpose. And I've done this before, but just to talk a little bit about God's will. God's will is in 1 Timothy two four, He desires all men to be saved and come to knowledge of the truth and he wants us to be self-sacrificing, that's his will. In Romans 12, one and two, he says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. God wants us to be spirit-filled, he says, in Ephesians 5.18, do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. He wants us to be satisfied and give thanks. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he says, give in everything, give thanks, for this is the will, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He wants us to submit. and 1 Peter 2.13, he says, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one authority or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and praise of those who do right. With a government that follows God's laws, he wants us to submit to them. Now, of course, there's that discussion of, if the government goes beyond the Bible <clears throat> or opposes the Bible, we have to consider what that means, and what that looks like. But overall, he wants us to submit and he wants us to suffer sometimes. First Peter three seventeen it says, for it is better if God should so will it. Let me read that again. For it is better if God should will it so that you suffer for doing what is right rather than doing what is wrong. Sometimes he may want us to suffer. In First uh, Thessalonians 4.3, he asks us to abstain from sexual immorality, and this is the beginning of our sanctification. He says, for, uh, Paul says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that is, you abstain from sexual immorality. So is the Bible necessary to live? Absolutely. Without all everything we just talked about, we would be lost. And a lot of people out there are because they don't read the Bible. They're hurting. They're sinning. And some people just want to live the best life that they have here today, regardless of what that means against God, regardless of what that means against others. And some people are really searching for life and they can't live to their fullest potential because they don't understand God's word. They don't understand what it is, and and God's revelation is there, and all we have to do is read it. You know, it's an estimated seventy-two hours to read the Bible, I believe. You know, and that doesn't seem like <clears throat> very much, but if three days, if all you did was just read the Bible every second, it would probably take you about seventy-two hours. And so, in the grand scheme of things, when we read the Bible for a year, I mean, that's good and all. It's about fifteen to twenty minutes a day, but we can read the word over and over and over again and help it flourish us. God wants us to read over and over and help it sanctify us, sharpen us. And as we do that, we can then go out into the world and learn to love like him, to have that peace and that joy And so I want to encourage you guys with that today. The Bible is necessary to live, and so I hope you engage with it. I hope you continue to read it, um, just like I'm trying to do, too. And so with our memory verse, we know that all Scripture is breathed out by God, and it's profitable for teaching, for for reproof, for correction in our lives, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All right, I just want to remind you guys, to keep repeating it, use note cards, use, um, put a dry erase marker on your bathroom mirror and write it out. Uh, find a person to recite it to. We uh, can put it as a wallpaper on your phone or on your laptop. The point is repetition helps us memorize things better. If you want to email me, you can email me at mailbag at gmail.com. And remember to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review on whatever platform you're listening this, listening to this. And so let's go ahead and I'm going to say our memory verse one more time. And I'm going to repeat each line twice and you say it during the second line. And it goes All scripture is breathed out by God. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work, equipped for every good work. All right. Fantastic work. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, continue to put on the mind of Christ.